You're listening to the She Lift Project podcast, a show dedicated to helping women achieve higher levels of success in the workplace. No matter where you are in your career, we want to help you grow. Now here's your host, Cynthia Kirkpatrick, a CPA, CFP, and Senior Financial Advisor at Mineta Group. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the She Lift Project podcast. I'm Cynthia Kirkpatrick, and I'm happy to have you with us Today, we're excited to welcome Kate Sanders, a good friend of mine and a dynamic woman who plays many roles in her life, including wife, mother, friend, soccer coach, soccer fan, a yogi, business leader, I'm still going, collaborator, and most importantly, a believer. Kate is now the fourth generation owner of the Missouri Equipment Company, a stainless steel manufacturing company located in St. Louis, Missouri. And her path to success is one that might surprise you. So welcome, Kate. We're excited to have you. Thank you for having me, Cynthia. Great to see you. So we'll get through lots of different... Sure. Wherever this conversation leads us. But I think it's always good to start about start where you're at and about the company. Um, and Tell us sure. more about that. Well, just... Um, like you said, fourth generation. My grandfather started at 76 years ago, 1946, which is pretty crazy. I mean, just for any business, but um, especially family. So, um, my grandfather started. My grandfather started after the war, and he um, was doing some of this metal work during the war and fixing things. And when he came back after, he went to a uh, uh, went and bought all this old purposed machinery and started the company. How he knew how to do this, he was just pretty smart man because um, this is custom stainless steel. It's pretty extraordinary when you see what we can do with flat sheet metal. I mean, it is, they come in big sheets and then the way we bend, we form and make these this amazing equipment. It's it's pretty special skill. So, um, so that's where it's been. And then of course my grandfather had 11 children Wow. Wow. Yes. And um, to note, though, my grandfather met my grandmother in the war over in Hawaii, and my grandmother had higher rank, which I think is a nice fun fact on that. Oh, wow. We'll yeah. have to dive into that yes. at some point, I'm yes, sure. Yes, yes. So they proceed to have 11 kids. Um, you know, they, let's see, the oldest is uh, my uncle who ran the company with my father for over 55 years or so. So um, let's see, just the two boys, my uncle and my dad were the owners. And then there was two other sons that worked, one out in the factory, one um, in the office. And a couple of the girls, I think, came home just for from college for to help just with the office and stuff. So um, ultimately, though, just the two guys hung with it. And uh, Let's see. So then fast forward to kind of where I come in. You know, we were never welcome in the business. It was like, go to school, go get a job, and then come talk to us. Where my dad's and uncle's generation, it was expected. You go to college, and then you come back, and you run the family business. So I think that's kind of an interesting difference between the two generations. And a smart one at that. Um, No way would I have had any interest or probably could offer what I can now today if I came straight from Mizzou. I mean, I, I would have been, I, I just, there's no way. So here we go, March 13th, 2020, and <laughs> we know what that month, day was. Um, 
my dad and I take over the company. We uh, buy my uncle out. We're downtown Clayton at Napoli celebrating with our banker, our board of directors. And Monday, we shut the factory down because of this little thing called COVID. And uh, then begin navigating that whole thing like the rest of the world. So it's been, what now, two years? And um, thankfully, we were deemed uh, uh, crucial or what's... um, the government called us and said, you are uh, essential. Essential, yeah. Yes, yes. And so we were able to stay open. And thankfully, our factory space is large enough to where everybody could really spread out and be safe. And um, But we do have an older population working in our sales. And some of these guys still from the first generation, you know, working and second generation guys. So uh, really, our shop manager and myself were the only ones in the office for most of that shutdown time. So so I, I want to circle back to that whole transition, the conversation with your dad, the thought process of getting there. And again, how you you mentioned maybe some older people uh, working there, how did they accept you, that sort of thing. Oh, right. But before we get there, mm-hmm. let's, you mentioned different expectations you would not have been ready to do that coming out of mizzou so kate younger kate high school college sure what does kate want to do with her life um i always knew i was going to be probably something in business i always loved i mean I had my dad who ran a company and that's who i looked up to always so for me um i I, I remember going to the office. I remember watching, you know, him bring things home on the weekends. He did some cool, um, you know, he traveled to Europe buying some of the bigger machinery. He went to Harvard for that negotiation program, like just neat things. And I was always fascinated with that. However, I just knew I would be doing something fast-paced traveling. I liked the global economy and markets and 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 that just kind of was always there for me. Um, however, the family dynamic to not have experience outside of the company, I felt like I would probably had no credit, right? I don't think it would have been, oh, you know, and especially, you know, this is steel working, like this is not very many women anyway in the business. So for me to come in, um, could I have done it? Of course, I could have you know, I could have jumped right in, but it, I don't think it would have been as powerful as it is having been in manufacturing overseas for 15 years plus on my own and uh, all that, you know, just, I, I think it would have been lost. You glossed over there, uh, being in manufacturing overseas, all of that, knowing you and how much you accomplished, it was a lot. So tell me about, you get out of college, what's your first job oh, sure. and that progression? Sure, sure. So um, my first job was with a company here in St. Louis called Footwear Limited. They're a nice family business. Also, I seem to have a trend with these family companies. Um, And I remember I had interned with the May Company, remember, back good old famous and bar in May, downtown St. Louis. So I... um, That they came to recruit at Mizzou, and I um, was like oh my gosh this is this sounds great this is so neat and you know came to st louis went on the interview feeling very like i i think i have a shot and i go back to columbia and i think i 30 plus people went to that same interview that i did (laughs) i was like oh well and so this keep in mind this is when emails were just happening 
Yes. Okay, so it's dial-up modem in this, and I'm going, how do I, I can't, you know, I had my interview with, with the vice president, you know, this second generation son of the company, and I thought, how am I going to get, all these candidates are going to be good, you know, I mean, how am I going to separate myself? So, went to my computer and wrote an email, <laughs> which back then seemed kind of like a big deal, and I just followed up immediately from that day, and I said, wow, what an experience. I think I could be the one for you. And got a reply back and then was offered the job the day I graduated, the day after I graduated, came home from Columbia that Monday, they called. So that was very empowering and exciting. You can so imagine. So how much do you think that email did oh, or didn't everything. play it has a role? everything. Because how, what's diff- how am I different? I'm, I'm not. You know, I mean, these are young, eager college kids who are just as pumped as I was. There's no way that I had an edge otherwise. So I I do think that was the silver bullet for me on that one. It's amazing you said that, and I don't want to derail us too much, but I just was listening to an audiobook that talked about getting a little crazy and a little ridiculous, like setting yourself apart, which I agree. Back then, those those screens with the green um, (laughs) fonts and things, that 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 would have been setting you apart. Many people may not be able to understand that today, but correct. What is that? uh, The story I'd heard online was the interview was in Boston. He was in California, and for anybody outside of Boston, they were just going to do virtual. And this person on this book recommended that he actually fly to Boston. Wow. He didn't do it. He didn't get the job. But again, I think to your credit. How can I be creative? How can I stand out? Yeah. How can I set myself apart and show confidence? I think so. I think that was it. So that's all I had to give was an email. So, uh, you know, it go does. Go that extra mile. Right. Just go, for, just go for it. Do something different. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it seems so crazy obvious, you know, in 2022 to do that. But, uh, you know, that was the day you're writing follow-up letters and your cover sheets. And it was just that, that I think that was it. So you were with them for how long? About um, just about two years, and then I. Well, this is funny. So I moved on. I don't know if I told you this ever, but I was at a wedding and I met my next boss. Oh and wow! We're, we're, and I didn't know this. So we're out talking, and we're and I'm so green. I'm two years into my job. Love what I'm doing. So pro, you know, my company and everything else. And he said, you know, we're talking, and he says. I'm gonna hire you in a year. I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. You know, I, you know, this, this, this will be good. And um, we exchanged cards, and in about a year, I emailed out. I said, hey, remember that time you said you were gonna hire me in a year? And uh, so we met, and then I was there for about over 15 years with him. Another family business, by the way. So crazy, right? Just it's it is people. That's just what it is, it, and that's what it comes down to: is connecting and just being real. I mean, just being real. So that whole the buzzword now is authentic. Authentic. I agree with it, right? Yes. Just and and I think people can already tell yes. that you're an energetic. I'm gonna be me. I'm gonna you know share interesting information. That kind of thing. It is. It's crazy, but it's it's. I just feel like you know. And that boss, he was he was super dynamic. He taught me so much, and he always said if he'd catch me at my desk during lunch, it's what are you doing? You don't have any customers. Get out and go see somebody. Nothing happens outside your office. And I said, well, you're right. And I was never, ever at my office, even if I had to go walk laps outside. And if I didn't have an appointment, I was never in my office again. But truly, 
But he was right. And I mean, that's the difference. I mean, you got to, I mean, anybody can just, you know, pick up a book, call somebody, look, you know, just it's it's easy to be um, hidden. You know, you got to go out there and, and find your people. And well, and that goes right back to the first story you shared, which was sending that email. Exactly. So getting out there, uh, it's easy to sit back and sit where you are. But taking that energy, put yourself out there in a in a true, authentic, giving, positive way, and people respond. I think so. I do. You don't know when. You don't it know might when. Be a year from now. It might be a year from now. <laughs> Let's follow back up in a year. But I also think. I mean, what happens when you're comfortable? And it again, cliche, another authentic, you know, buzzword to say, but it's true. I mean, if you are comfortable, you're sloppy. You're not getting. You know, you're not setting goals. You're not looking ahead you're, you're you're just complacent so those are you know that those were nervy things you know to do i was a young lady you know reaching out to older guys and it was just a you know it's, it's you just don't know what you're ever going to receive sometimes so so i want to go back to how that conversation even started you're at a wedding you're talking to this your future boss you don't even know yes. and he's like why do you think that happened why did he say in a year from now i'm hiring you I probably my energy and just able to talk to anybody. And I think in our, we were in um, manufacturing of materials for shoes. We did a little bit of handbags, but mainly for shoes. And so, I mean, I, the job entailed being able to, you know, present, promote, design, you know, be able to speak to people. And um, I mean, that's a big thing. You can't talk to can't talk and you're not interesting and relatable that's already kind of you know a disadvantage for you and so some things you just can't teach all that I guess I don't know yeah and, and maybe built up over time and, and like you said not being afraid so you guys are at the same table you're out dancing somehow yeah, you're introduced like, I mean you literally did not know each other before that night no no and we're at a um we the the wedding was we had we mutually knew the people at the wedding so and I was probably, he probably commented on my shoes or I commented on his shoes or probably something to, to that nature. And, um, and he brings his wife over and she's darling and she, we just start talking and she's, and then I'm not talking to her and he's like, wait a second, I'm not done talking to you. And you know, all of this. So it just, it just, we just, I guess we hit it off. We just hit it off. Yeah. Yeah. And it's easy to see just by uh, our conversation so far, but I think some of the things you said, just be daring, maybe be a little ridiculous, ridiculous over the topic. Like, take that chance. Just go for it and connect and be real. All with the interesting, probably asking questions, saying interesting things. And I think what you said there, which I try to live my life with as I'm older, is giving a compliments. It could have been as simple as Absolutely. I like your shoes. I like I your completely whatever. Completely agree. So just opening that door. Don't it, be afraid to open that door. I certainly agree. I think that's so huge. And I think too, it's a. Uh, Especially, you know, he was the owner of a company. People aren't, you you know what I mean? You get these layers of hierarchy. And I think people don't like to tell their boss what's, they're sometimes afraid or not as personal. And, you know, it was great because he wasn't my boss at that time. So there was no barriers and he's just another guy in the room, right? So it was easy to talk. But I think what he saw, though, was my true I'll coin you authentic self. So, you know, that's that's just how it started. I think it's it's take that step. Don't be married to the outcome. Just take the step. It uh, You may not know how long it will take you, where it will go, 
But if you don't take that step, then you're in your comfort zone and you're moving nowhere. Precisely. I agree. So you get this job. How long are you there? Um, over 15 years. Oh, wow. So this is the job. This, this is, is this, the this job. Is, this this we... was the job. This was my probably career defining job, I would say, for the most part. I think till then, here I am now in this new role, which I hope this is actually my right. career defining <laughs> job. But um, so it was um, this this guy and his um at this point, he was just, his son was in law school for a year, decided he that wasn't his thing, moved back to Wash U to get his MBA. And so he was going to get into the business. And I think there was expectations for that generation to, no, this is a healthy business. We want the family to continue to benefit from it. So you're coming in. So um, I, then I came in with him and it was uh, basically, I do respect how, um, my boss was very much like, my son's not going to be in my shadow. Like, he's just not going to be in my footsteps and just be, nobody's going to take him seriously if I don't get out of the way. So he was very good about, um, he could read people. He had the best, I mean, for example, this is funny. Remember Blackberries? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, he calls me one day and he says, Kate, I need you to meet me at AT&T. So I'm like, okay, I'll meet you at AT&T. He goes, I need you to go buy me one of those Blackberries. I go, you don't have an email. Like, are you sure? He goes, uh, yeah. He's like, I'm having coffee and bagels with my friends. And I'm the only dope without a black Blackberry. <laughs> so he said, uh, I, I gotta, these, they gotta think I'm, I, I'm technologically savvy. I gotta step my game up. So we get him a Blackberry. He, you know, that's it. Never used the darn thing, but he had it. You know what I mean? And I, it's like, I mean, he's, he was nuts, but it's hysterical that he had that, you know, he was aware social awareness yeah. to be like I should be there. I'm older. Times pass me by, but I'm gonna look the part still. And um, he was. He tried. He gave us so much insight and knowledge. He'd always say, "You never learn this in university. Yeah, this is more. This is worth than any more MBA you're ever gonna get. You're not. You're not. Who's gonna teach you this? You know." So he he did. He did not hold back information. He was coaching us he was pushing us he 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 did so many good things for us he really did so it sounds like and i know we've talked about this before that he was you know maybe and i don't want to put words in your mouth lots of mentors or people who gave you advice but it sounds like he was crucial he, in your growth and trajectory to where you're at today hugely what do you think if you could list if you can list a couple of things that were so impactful to you that you would want to share with others that from lessons from my mentor yeah um yeah i mean he just was i i think i kind of mentioned this before he was sink or swim mentality like he just there was he just he it's like okay if you failed but like you better be so like sharp and giving it everything you've got if it's still not hitting the mark well let's find out why and we'll help you do that better next time, right? So I, he just he just pushed, pushed, pushed. I think I told you. I mean, he I'd walk in a room and he'd look at my hem length and he'd say, "Right hem off eighth of an inch," and you're like, "Have you lost your mind?" Like, and I mean, what do you say to that? And it just that's such a significant like little 
detail, but it's all the details. I mean, it's what makes a good company. Not the, you know, I said this about my soccer team this weekend. What makes a good team? This isn't, it's all the little things. It's winning your throw-ins, winning your kicks, get, gaining possession before the other. Same in business. It's not, oh, there's one player who's doing one thing and that's the only way. So it's all the little details and they, that's what matters. Yeah, I was going to bring that up if you didn't. The fundamentals. The fundamentals. But I like that you brought that over to business. I mean, sports and in team. Uh, I don't want to say just sports because there's a lot of teamwork that aren't necessarily quote unquote sports. Mm-hmm. But that team environment uh, can carry over to sports so much, uh, so many traits and mindset things. Like you said, you can't start speed walking or sprinting if you haven't first learned to walk and to you know jog and whatnot you have to build those skills over time absolutely so you mentioned with him i mean i know you mentioned even before this right so no lunch at your desk your clients aren't at your desk get out there for sure build those relationships take a chance yes sink or sink or swim but you better be prepared and if there's a mistake or if there's a quote-unquote failure let's dissect where it went wrong so we can learn and grow from there um, anything to add to those or new ones that you feel like were so pivotal and, and better than that MBA? Right, right. <laughs> well, and it was, it, you know, here's one of the things, you know, we um, were trying to open up Walmart, which is like such a dun, 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 Walmart, most exciting <laughs> company you want to work with until you start working with them and you realize, oh, they're telling you now how we're running our business. So that, um, was interesting. However, nonetheless, we were super eager to get involved. We think we 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 knew from a manufacturing and supply chain we could absolutely deliver for them. We felt good. It was out of our comfort zone. It was a you know that big discounter, largest retail in the world conversation. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we are going down to Bentonville and um, making a presentation. I of course in St. Louis. Did the presentation, made it, had the PowerPoint prepped, you know, all of the Excel sheets ready to roll. We get to the meeting in Bentonville, and uh, and I'm like, okay, you know, I pass along to the my boss, and here's here's your stuff to present, and he goes, nope, you're doing it, and I'm like, no, I've only been, I'm not, no, I, what? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, 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 and. You're on, and I. This was they're walk and they're walking in, and I'm like, oh my gosh. So it was things like that. Talk about gaining confidence and losing your mind in the same second. I mean, that's so intense, right? But I mean, then like so after after that, you're. I mean, bring it on. You know, I mean, I'm ready now. It's like, you know, just throwing you in the game. So I mean, he was just remarkable at believing and saying, you you know it, you know it, go. So yeah. I'm guessing, like you just said, right? He threw you into it, but he knew you, you could do it. What do you think prepared you to be successful in that moment, that surprise moment? Well, um, after all, I did do the presentation. <laughs> so I did have that in my, you know, cap for sure. And it was, I didn't even have an opportunity to talk myself out of it or, you know, I mean, that would normally be a right of risk that you're I'd be if I knew I was going to do it I would be overanalyzing and overanalyzing and it it just it was it just came out so great natural and I was comfortable and it was just one of those moments that I will I mean I'm still talking about it and that was 20 plus years ago for sure so but it was a good good lesson good empowerment opportunity for sure 
Yeah, and you mentioned, I mean, it comes back to a lot of what I've read and conversations getting outside of your head. So don't yes. don't manifest the outcome or what could happen before you just dive in, jump in and do it. But you were prepared. I was prepared, yes. But that, to your point, that is something that's a daily practice still. It has to be, right? Because everything's still new and we're not living in the past. So we don't know what's to come. Yeah, everything in life we practice, whether it's soccer, whether it's yes. uh, tying your shoe when you're little, whatever it might be. And I think we forget that we're, we're built to see the dangers in life to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we need to practice yeah. seeing the positive. Absolutely. Uh, and manifesting that positive nature. And, and like you said, just going for it, take that risk, be brave, whatever it is, get outside that comfort zone. Yes. Yes. So... Great job. So to actually tell me a little bit more about this job because this just isn't your I was I went down to Bentonville. I did this presentation. Oh, right. I mean, you were in oh, all over the we world. We were in the trenches. Yes. You we were. were in the trenches for sure. So um so we um like I said, we had about we were manufacturers of the um materials. So um Let's see, we worked with about three to five different factories, and we had an equity position with them. So we were a part of the game. I mean, we weren't just reps. We really put ourselves, you know, we had investments to uh, be stand ourselves apart from everybody else just running around the world trying to sell materials. And um, so... You know, we did a lot of um, time overseas working in the factory. From a design standpoint, uh, we would actually go over to Europe and travel all through Europe, mainly with our, always with the customer. We never traveled without a customer. And that was another bossism, you know, from that guy, because that, you know, he, your customers are your, as your lifeline, right? So uh, we would travel with the designers and their um, creative teams at all these different companies and go to Europe, identify trends. Mm-hmm. A lot of, um, you know, we're talking China, we're doing a lot of copying. So we would go and buy the latest, greatest colors and materials. And then we would sometimes do a whole full world extravaganza and go right on over to Asia and start in the factory. And then, you know, we'd be there for weeks, weeks at a time. So, um, so, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast, probably just the days of China, right? And well, just all yeah. of that. <laughs> and I, I mentioned in that long list of accomplishments at the beginning that during that time, your mom of two, oh, so yes, you yes. had, uh, daughters young coming. girls yes you're married mm-hmm. your husband has his own business yes uh so other responsibilities and things that are important to you and you mentioned being away weeks at a time i can't imagine the challenge me either and struggle maybe that me either and so like often i would say what am i doing and then what scared me was what if i wasn't doing this and this is what i know how to do so i just kept doing it right so i think like when we were young and having babies and going through that, you know, your some girlfriends decided to stay home. Some decided to do part-time. Some, you know, are full in their jobs and all of it. All good. But nothing creates, you know, guilt and questions like becoming a mom and now having something bigger than anything, right? And so um, I was scared to death with what I was doing with my being way too much, the risk of just traveling and being gone and you know I mean it's not all favorable conditions I was in that's for certain so um that uh 
it, it you know there was it was it always I was at my heartstrings on that you know but I I didn't know I didn't want to stop and I didn't know I thought if I did stop how am I going to re-entry or how am I what I, that didn't feel right either so um you know so I did you know for example we had somebody come into our house to watch the kids so I could have breakfast every morning with them rather than schlepping them and commuting and doing that and you know those were just trade-offs for time and things like that I always just looked for ways to you know custom it customize for for myself and schedule because my schedule was nuts yeah I found that challenging for all the reasons and more that you said you're you become you're working and then in a high pressure career you're you're successful and you're excited about it and you you feel good about it but then you have these little human beings that you love so much and, and want to be around and that inner turmoil struggle with what a, who am i supposed to be and yeah. what am i supposed to do and i think you know how i grew up i don't know if you felt the same way it was telling women that they should be able to do it all and they should be able to do it all well. Yes. And that struggle of what am I letting slip? Where? Who am I letting down? I can't. I can't ask for help. So I love that you said you did bring people in to help. Yes. I mean, and I don't even, I mean, that was like, you know, survival, really. I mean, and I didn't see that as a weakness. I saw it as support and I saw it as a very much needed thing to do both. And that was for sure. I mean, you know, but I think too, you know, when I was gone overseas and as my girls then, you know, are young toddlers and, you know, getting older and thank God for FaceTime and things like that. But they're, I mean, I'm in a factory with, you know, a whole group of people that look nothing like me, you know, or my kids and they, it's, they're sitting down for dinner and I'm waking up for tea and just the, they just started to think, click on neat Experience, I mean, they got to experience some of these things, you know, from me, and we could see each other so easily with FaceTime. And, you know, I would bring back cool artifacts and just conversations and relate, you know. So, again, I think that's, an, I, you, I, how do, I don't know how to provide for that otherwise, you know, those experiences were the ticket to that. Yeah. So it's almost being able to reconcile or buck the trend of, in order to be a good mom or a good person in this role, I have to do these things. But wait a minute. No, if I do it this way, yes. I can actually bring some different things to the table, different experiences and, and growth opportunities for them to learn. So it's that ability to shift maybe what we were told, what we expect, what's in our mind. Oh, for sure. Because, I mean, you can't do everything well, all of it well. I mean, you, I, I, I have not found that. Have you found that to be no, true? No. Because please share. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, I, I for sure think that's something that is, to your point, that is not something that I knew then. You know what I mean? But that was kind of like, it's almost like, you know, if you don't feel well, lay down, take a rest. Like, I'm like, how do I make this work? This, I mean, I can't see my, I, th this is what we're going to do. You know, we just kind of fulfilled on the fly for right. sure. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're traveling a lot. The girls are growing up. Obviously you're not doing now what you were doing then. So how does that come to an end? And we transition to where you're at now. Oh, sure. So, um, the a lot of it. So, I loved my business partner, that second generation. I love that family. I, I still great. Um, just have nothing but the best to say for them. Um, 
really the global markets. I mean, China changed so much. So where we were, when I started in the business, China didn't have a middle class. I mean, they really didn't. So when I was leaving, now there's this emerging middle class and they want, and rightfully so, all the extras that our country wants and that whole thing. And so um, what had happened was for 20, 30 years, China was building everything for the world. And now they want things built for themselves. So do they care about what I'm selling to here in the United States? No, they care about their economy and their people and filling their stores more so than ours. So our margin structures like changed so much, it just became almost, we're working five times hard to not even come close to what we were doing before. You know what I mean? So that's just... um, one thing, we then started traveling more deep to look for cheaper labor. So then we move into uh, Vietnam and Indonesia and more north into China. And, and that when I there's a story there, we went somewhere, I mean, north China. And of course, our car it doesn't pick us up. We end up going like four hours out of the way. We have no Wi-Fi. We have a translator on our um, iPads, which we can't talk. This is insane. I mean, it's it's insane. Like we're like full on starting to panic, right? And we get back with the hotel. I mean, it's just, and I, I, we go down now. It's, we finally arrived to the hotel. It's so late. And we, and I'm like, I don't want to work for National Geographic. I, I, I'm not an explorer for this. This is it, man. Like, I'm I'm not going to find cheaper labor so we can buy our cheaper stuff. Like, it's just, where does it stop, right? And I just, um, I, I just, it was kind of time. I just, you know, it was just time. Like, a, almost, you finally, you, it's like, okay, I'm not aligned. Or I'm not aligned. And I even, you know, had many, like, heartfelt conversations with my partner on this. And I said, you know, I'll go open any, I, let's go invest in any other company, any other business, I'm game. I love working with you, we're, we're dynamic, we're smart, we, we we work great, but I can't do this. The, this the, the time, you're right, I'm not aligned, that the ship has sailed, it's time to go. So, um, and then that was it. And then I came home and um, in that, there was a few years kind of where I was, um, well, I started a, yoga company, you know, of course. Charge. Charge yoga, yes, yes. And the, what it was was delivering yoga to corporate settings and doing more of, uh, you know, intentional breaks and things like that. And so that was kind of, it was funny, just, it was, it was. I would say I was in the shoe business and then I go to yoga, which is no shoes, right? So it was total opposite, didn't even think about it, but um, did that, and then I was doing some consulting for a Korean um, skincare company that was based here that was looking for help with their sourcing and manufacturing, and I had done some work in Korea when we were in the handbag business previously. So was doing that, and then one of the uncles, my uncle at the company, was getting sick, and my dad said, hey, we really could use some help. And I said, um, okay, you know, sure, yeah, that's, I've got time, I'm here, I'm not, you know, so I... Um, just started, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. And then it kind of, uh, in my typical, like, well, okay, now my hands are on this. What are we doing down here? You know? And uh, my uncle was ready to retire. And he's, you know, my dad, I think, wasn't quite ready and having an obligation to 
work family, all of our employees. I mean, if, you know, we had people come who wanted to buy the company and all of that stuff. So um, my dad said, what do you think? He's like, I'm not going to do it without you. But um, what do you think? And of course, I... uh, Let's go. You know, you I mean, like the calling I just, was there. Yeah, it just was the right time. I have this huge passion for USA Made, right? Considering my past, and so I'm like, this is the best of both worlds. Really, it's I'm home. I'm not traveling overseas. I'm still in manufacturing and production, which I love. And I mean, built on USA soil is like, I doesn't get better than that for me. So, so just you said like so many things aligned. It did. To being back in town where you're not traveling as much, you're with the girls, you know, some of the things that you really value that are important to you, you no longer had to pit them against each other. Yes. They could come together and work well. Yes. It takes me 25 minutes to get to my factory in downtown St. Louis. took me over 25 hours from LA to get to Hong Kong and then into, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Dongguan or wherever I was probably headed. But yeah, so it's, I mean, that trade-off is my gosh, you can't, doesn't get better than that. So, yes. So then there starts that, which then starts a whole new, you know, new channel of things. And well, you mentioned at the top when we talked about steel, stainless steel, Mm -hmm. male dominated, and you're the daughter for sure of one of the owners. To me, that seems like a lot of obstacles to overcome. Big time. Yes or no? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Of course. Um, so, like, I hate that, right? Like, I hate that that's even a thing. So, it annoys me. Like, I just want to be like, why is that? Ha- because why is that? And there's so many reasons that it is that, you know? So, it's that Which part of that? Is it all of that? Or is there a sp- specific well, part of that that, that you're like, like, I hate that? Well, I mean, okay, I get. It's, I'm a daughter, I'm coming in. I, I get that one. But, like, I'm a woman, and then that one annoys me, you know, because it's like, do I have to tell you what I've been doing for the last 20 years? Because I will, because this is crazy, you know? And I just, um, I mean, some of the things some of these guys have said to me were like, and I think they're nervous because they're at the end of their careers, perhaps. And they're like, are you, I mean. What is this shake up? Is this right. Shake up? Yeah. They want to make sure they're secure in their job and all that. And so they don't know me. I'm a new face. I'm. Like just a lot of changes for them, so it's uh, you know, it's it's I I think I'm getting, I I do feel the strides are are starting to you know the grooves are getting a little deeper and smoother, and feeling good with these guys. But it's uh, I mean I'm I have I'm I'm wearing an armor most of the time. You know I'm pretty. Yeah, because it's been over two years. It's been over two years. It's been over two years, but I've worked there for about three and a half, four, or let's say about three-ish, three and a half, yeah, these years ago. But uh, so they kind of see my face down there, but then all of a sudden my uncle retires and then it's Charlie and his daughter. So yes, so that's. So you mentioned having to wear armor. So whether it's you rehashing what you went through or let's say one of your daughters, let's say Charlotte is is doing this at some mm-hmm. point down the road going into a male dominated industry taking over yeah what are the things that were to help you to be successful in that as a woman yeah and what maybe were some mistakes or things you wouldn't repeat yeah good question um qu- let's see what i wouldn't repeat 
you really can't show emotion. You just can't. And I, I think that's not something I'm proud of or like because this is life, man. It's all emotional, right? It's all emotional. And it's family. It's even more emotional. So I... um. I, I have to really walk. I have to be, let's say I can't say, I'm, okay, let me retract. Of course I can show emotion. I'm not a robot and to these people. However, I have to be very guarded on what to share, who, you know, it's it's just, um, it's just, it's, it's not an emotional feely-feely industry. These, it's, you know, factory working and things like that. So it's just, you know, Maybe I'm bubbly personality-wise outside of work. I'm really not so much there. Just stay more neutral. So that piece may be, and I think that's good for anybody in any role, is knowing your audience and knowing what communication style is going to land. Yeah, to, for at sure. At the end of the day, accomplish what you want to accomplish, which is for the good of the business. Right. Um, so as a leader, you have to be able to adapt. Oh, for sure. You can't sure. say, well, this worked to get me to where I'm at today. So I'm going to stick oh, with that no matter what. Absolutely different. You're for sure right on that. And as you said, yeah, maybe some there you might be able to show a little bit motion, more emotion with, but others you don't. Yeah. It's more direct. It, it, it is, you know, and, and because they're all, I'm new and they're all pushing in just to see what they can get with, you know, get away with. And, and it's just, and it's, it's, it's not, it's all just personality stuff, right? So, you know, we have got one guy that's just, always pushing something. I mean, just, you know, off track, always needs to be redirected. And he's always, you know, hot and bothered. And he's, he just wants to come up and you finally just have to say, like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just, you know, I mean, I just, just managing the different personalities anywhere is, is a challenge. But when I'm the only woman in the place, we've had two sales, we've hired, some have worked one with went back to a different part of it. So I'm trying to work right now hard on uh, bringing some females on board too, just to, you know, not be the only one down there right now. So, <laughs> Well, you talked about setting boundaries that they may want to see what they can get away with. I mean, I think not only because you're, you're new, maybe you're female, plus you're the daughter. Uh, oh, yeah. But in general, I think setting boundaries is something we need to focus on and can be hard. It is hard. And it's also, well, for, for two things. So to be clear, I mean, they're, these guys, there's, I mean, they, they are super respectful for me and we're getting now to where, I mean, they've, it's, it's, it's getting good, you know? I mean, it's kind of like GI Jane, right? You know, it's just like, I don't know. It just popped in my head where it's like, I'm going to shave my head, you know, but you kind of start to get to where you're like, okay, like this is getting better. And, you know, and, and I have found too, just when they get, when like this one guy, he gets crazy emotional and he's just super you know, and I'm like, let's just write down what you want to discuss and come back in after you've thought about it. And he's like, what? You know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> just funny. But back to the boundaries conversation is um, one thing with the leadership, the boundaries is that, you know, everybody has their idea in their head what they do every day, right? Versus what they should be doing or what needs to be done. And so I think that the, the boundary thing of, you know, I'm, I have to go around and almost sit like, let's sit down, just tell me what you do, just to understand what it is you do. And in my head, it's like, oh, well, I thought you were supposed to be responsible for X, Y, Z, and that's not. Or, well, I've 
been doing it this way per your uncle for 50 years, and I'm not going to do it anyway else. So it's like, okay, we have a little bit of resistance just from, yeah, I mean, everybody's resistant, you know, I mean, in some way. So it's just the, the, the boundaries of um, blurs with expectations and, and all of those good things. That really sounds like when you sat down to talk to them is setting that, establishing that connection. So it goes back to what you said earlier was relationships and oh. getting out and meeting people. But again, meeting them on a different level. I mean, I'm out in the factory. I mean, I've, I mean I'm, I'm wearing tennis shoes today. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm out in the factory and I'm like in the, the mix. Like, what are you doing? Show me. Like, this is going on. And I'm, I'm definitely not just sitting in my office, that's for sure. So I do know they respect that. And I'm out there, you know, in 95 degrees hot when they're, they're sweating. And I, you know, really do try to take it to where we're, we're all in this together. I mean, we, 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 you know, we really are. So, I mean, all of them, it's just... So some of them hands on and they, they yeah. see that, which I think they appreciate because I think at first it was kind of like, okay, you know, yeah. this office part, you know, what's, what's, what is she bringing to the table? And I mean, it's this, that's not just this kind of business. You roll your sleeves up, you you get, is you like know. servant leadership almost like I'm in, I'm getting dirty with you guys too. Like, let's go together. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't even, I just think that's right. how it is. Yeah. So you talked about a couple of obstacles trying to reel back emotion to an extent mm -hmm. uh maybe setting some boundaries and i don't know that this is really an obstacle more getting to really know them at their level what they're doing and yeah. then jumping in and they have this different level of respect for you any other obstacles whether family business or female i mean family business for sure and female female i hope not my dad is he said you know of course when he had you know, I have one other sister. He, so he has two girls and then now four granddaughters. So he is like, as soon as I had, I mean, he is so pro-girl. I mean, he's rocking, you know, he's, you chicks can do whatever you want. You know what I mean? And so he has always encouraged us and he's, um, you know, go do it, get after it, you know, and that's, he, I, I've never been held back by that. So that's why I think that question always kind of irks me because I'm like, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I haven't felt that, you know, um, the family dynamic is so layered. And even when, you know, the other family members here were taking over, you know, the one aunt's like, well, don't, mm, you know, F that up or you're going to, you know, I mean, you're ruining it for the whole family. You, you got a lot of, you got a lot of years on that, you know, back you, I mean, so just, and I'm like, do you know how difficult this is to do the layers, the what's the, just, I mean, I have such an indebted, you know, uh, feeling of gratitude to my grandfather who, you know, started this business. And I, this is not something I take lightly. This is not just, I mean, this, this was a major, major soul searching. Am I going to get in and do this? And, you know, like I said, it, it aligned and it did seem like the right way to go, but it's, um, you know, and it's what, you know, you've got work with. I work with my dad every day. And so what what that's a whole situation, you know, is that's great. I guess what? Good news is I get to see my dad every day. Yeah. You know, um then comes weekends and holidays and then guess what? I get to see my dad. You know, you, there's there's no break. Um I mean that we that gets another I was going to say that's another whole thing because it's like think about I mean, you know, even for yourself or anyone. I mean, to this day in our 40s, we still 
want to make our parents proud and pleased, right? But then, you know, we're now business partners and might have different ideas and different way of doing things. And what might be dismissed at, you know, if I bring something up, my dad might say, terrible idea. No, no way has it ever worked for us. And then, you know, perhaps I brought that, you know, at another company that's not family driven, even, you know, well, you know, they're not going to say, that's awful. You know, I mean, you just get it right there. But then, of course, we reel it back and meet somewhere in the middle. But, you know, it's just, um, so that is what I was going to say. You talk about emotional. I mean, it is with with some of that stuff all day long. You know, it's just, you know. Well, it sounds like your dad is pivotal throughout many themes, chapters of your life. Oh, for sure. Of who you are today i mean is do you think your dad you know for being confident for like you said i don't care male female whatever uh i'm gonna do this for being brave for trying new things would you think back on your life growing up and your dad was a pivotal part of that oh for sure i mean absolutely um you know he um but also he was not a micromanager dad or he is working together now i mean he was very much like we i don't know and i think my sister and i if we were together we would both say like we really were um we always had support right my dad was great at supporting us sure great go for it you can do it go and so that was never um an issue and we were lucky he was able to you know send us to good schools and and provide for you know in, in that capacity which which all was you know made things a little bit easier in that regard but he, he we figured it out you know i mean we we really did and whether that was his parenting by design or just how you know it turned out i don't know but um but he is you know he's he's hugely um important you talk about coaching you know i coach my dad's coached he's coached me through you know sports growing up he coached um you know into for like a high school team here locally kirkwood high school for 20 years and that's a big part of his his life giving back to community he's he's the guy that you know he sees first responders walk into a restaurant and he picks up the tab without anybody knowing you know what i mean he's the guy that has his high school kids that he coached said hey you are the reason that i I'm doing what I am doing today. So he has this just real remarkable way also of just um, seeing you, supporting you, and just letting and not taking credit for it, just being real humble and, uh, you know, giving, which which I think is probably his sweetest, you know, attributes for sure. And it certainly seems like you've picked up quite a few of those. Thank you. That is kind. Along the way, we've talked a lot about things and and mentoring and advice and obstacles what are some of the if you could summarize lessons lessons that you've learned or tips you would share with others what might some of those be like these were ground these formed you to be who you are today um say yes to pretty much everything first and then decide if it's the right fit i mean i really think that's true and i mean and i don't mean say yes to where you're to just overloading with with silly task I'm, I'm saying really when somebody comes to you well for example you asked me if i would do this podcast and my short answer was yes my long answer was like what do you want me to do with all of this <laughs> so i don't know here i am today so that that's kind of how i i go it's just i mean 
that's always served me well. So I think it's say important yes. what you said, like say yes, it's almost like being open to opportunities that come your way. But very important that you said you can't say yes to everything. You can't extend yourself. Right. Or you'll get you'll not be able to do anything well. And the, kind and of what we talked exactly, about. Exactly. Exactly. Um so you say yes to everything. Um again, with all those uh caveats that we talked about yes what other lessons or tips would you share with others and maybe you know whether it's in general or specifically for young girls women in careers yeah for sure like i said i think i touched on this briefly before but find out what you're really good at and 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 have the confidence to know that right to know who you are and to know what um pushes you and inspires you and and what you're very best at and do it like crazy just do it that's what you do you do that like crazy and then you find out what things that are behind that that maybe just take a little you know aren't your stronger suits at work perhaps or and find somebody who you can share those with because there's probably somebody there who could highlight those and then you start going like I said with things you can't do know that I mean I'm not an accountant I don't have I have a great accounting firm that works our business books you know what I mean things like that I mean I we know steel we know labor material we know how to make a profit and we know how to to do it fast and speedy and deliver to our customers and serve them so that's what we focus on I don't focus on you know I, I let them tell me what to do with some of that other you know stuff so really having the uh, you know just really knowing what you're good at and and i think it's like don't it's not egotistical to say i'm really good at this right so you know know it live it figure that out live in it and then have that confidence to to not waver from that like no i'm good at this and this is what i'm going to do but then that other piece is to say and it's okay that I'm not great at all these other things, but to make myself better or my team better, I'm going to find people yes, who will. And, yes. I, and, and it's a sign of strength that I'm willing to say, I don't need to be doing right. this and bring them in that way. So it's like all the, the back to the thing, all those little things. Then all of a sudden, it's just like building and becoming more fuller and richer and everything now around you is just all good things, right? So it's that that's for sure, I think, so important. Um you know, for the for the young chicks coming up, I, I mean, you know, don't, I mean, do more, right? I mean, like at a young age, I think, I know you and I talk about this with our girls and where they are. It's, you know, we, we both have eighth graders that are getting ready for high school. High school, you're, you're not going to be okay at high school and be awesome in college. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, th- these next four years are huge, man. They're huge. And it's like, I'm very candid and they see how, you know, I know you put you, I know how much you work and, and uh, what a role model you are for your family, because it's like, you know, this is hard. This is hard. This is hard. And you can do hard things and keep pushing, like keep pushing and decide. I'm like, okay, what kind of lifestyle do you want to have when you're older? Do you like to work eight to five and be done? Do you want to work? I mean, you just, I'm very candid just about how, um, you know, what they picture their life to look like, what they think they're good at now that they can be be better at. Just keep pushing them along. Don't let them just float, you know? 
Yeah, I think like you said, shed any expectation of what women should or shouldn't do, who you should or shouldn't be, no matter what yeah. you came up with or a magazine told you or a TV show told you or whatnot. I think we're at that point in, in with our generation and those to come that there is no there are no defined roles anymore for anyone. Right. And like, I, I hope that to that's because this is a boring that gets to be boring. Right. But and, it's, it, you know what I'm saying? It just does. It's it, you know what? It's it, it's clog in the drain. It just. OK, can we move past this for people so we can just all go do good, be our best versions and not be stuck with something we're supposed to be doing? We said I've talked to you about this, though, is that culturally this has not this does not ring true at home with shared responsibilities in the home life. And that's another thing that I am like working on the daily with my chicks and little girls to know it's like this is not this is this is just as much your responsibility to take care of this house and everything is that it is ours because that is that to me is something I yeah I've struggled with that both personally but then interactions we've had and I say we like my husband and I and our family with others you know people have so so our roles you know, I'm in a, a high-stress career office job, yeah. and he does crea- everything creative. The guy's so creative. So his days are more flexible. So he can make breakfast, lunch. He's picking up kids. You know, even to the point that years ago, whether it was truly a joke or not, getting made fun of by other men because he made my meals. And I thought, like, why do we even go there? Right. Um, because we figured out what works for us. And shouldn't that be celebrated versus almost shamed? A hundred percent agree. And so I think that goes back to breaking stereotypes, yeah. breaking the norms, say who cares if I it do. works and everybody agrees. But how do we talk about that more? How do we make yes. that more of a reality? I think you're onto something there. I do think it's something because, and I think, you know, that's, you know, leading into what other th- things, what I offer. It's like, you know, you got to ask for what works for you. You know, I mean, you really have to, and I'm not just talking for a raise in compensation. I mean, I'm talking about what is going to make you your best version, right? And so if that's a flex hour, if that's working from home, maybe it's not every, you know, maybe it's one day a week, maybe it's one day a month. I don't know. But, and I lean on these people to come to me with those ideas. I don't, not mind reader. So like in a leadership position, I want everybody to be their best version, obviously. Who doesn't? But you got to tell me what is good for you because, you know, so so speak up and ask. And it's okay. I mean, it's it's okay to say, hey, this has typically looked like this for so long. I know it sounds different for me to approach you, but can, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is you need. And you get a happier people, more, you know, well, I like how you kind of gave that example, because I think so many people agree, but when we don't know how to do it, that prevents us yes. from doing it. So for kind sure. of speaking up and asking, like you said, hey, we've been doing it this way, but I think maybe this would also work and this would help. Maybe it'd be even better. Yeah. Are you open to that? And I mean, and also like everybody's so like, you know, the land of absolutes, right? It's like, let's just try this. Like you, you I mean, you know, I, you just gotta be flex and, and be able to be, you know, be nimble. And I mean, it's just, that's, those seem like insignificant things when you've got a great employer and a great person on your team and they need a little extra support, like 
sweet we solved this let's go you know i mean yeah so i think that's important though that you said like you kind of have to build your credibility before you go asking for sure sure circling back to what you said earlier was like do it find out what you're good at do it like crazy have confidence so prove yourself and then you can't be afraid to then follow back up and ask for what you need which is a struggle for women it is it is to ask yeah it is but you're a reliable player so once and that's all anybody's looking for reliable partner friend you know parent i mean that's people want to be um find dependable so so you also mentioned confident i wrote down find out what you're good at and have confidence yes i think that's a hard concept in word how do you build find confidence how did you build and find your confidence Right, so it, that's it. I think that is an action word, right? I don't think that's a, um, you know. I think how do, how do you build it? Well, one day I was thrown into the office at Bentonville with those buyers and was told to give a presentation. So like my little meter ticks up, you know. So then one day I'm, you know, overseas and negotiating a huge contract that you know, whoops, there goes it again. You know what I mean? So I I don't think confidence is something I can tell you to do, something, it's experience, it's something you have to go through. To get to that, you say yes. To get to that, you keep going and plugging and just be a believer, you know, just the best is yet to come. That's the sign of my office. You know, it's just, you have to keep just kind of forward thinking, just forward, just momentum, action, just keep, keep it, just keep it moving. And I think, as you mentioned earlier, you know, get outside your comfort zone. So trying new things, uh, no, matter, no matter how small it might seem, but having that experience, uh, putting that on your resume, in your mind, whatever you want to call yeah. it. So we talked a lot about just do it, get outside your comfort zone, kind of be brave, whatever you want to call it. What about those who are afraid to make a mistake? One, maybe what would you say to them and or have you made mistakes that have helped mold you into who you are today? Sure. Yeah. I think even probably some of the mistakes I've made, I don't even know yet because I missed an opportunity for not doing something. So I think that's the biggest um, thing. I'm always trying to, um, you know, risk conversation in my head's always like, is this the place? How much do I need to give and take on this one. Um, I, I think sometimes, you know, playing it safe has been my my downfall. Maybe I, you know, uh, you know, like the, the China business. I mean, it, 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 it was time, you know, and I, I was, you know, it was our baby. We did so much there. We, I, it was hard to let go. But, you know, I just, that, that one took a little bit longer for me to, to internalize and get every, my hands around it. So, um, that but i mean to be scared to make a mistake i mean my goodness like i don't you you you'll never get yourself out of bed if that's the you know thought process i mean mistake is is to i mean you learn i mean i mean that's how you learn right i don't know how else to do it other than get out and do it and you know with that you know um risk assessment you know it's like action right action is the only way to change right and to make difference and it's like you can have all these awesome ideas and wishes and goals but they can just be left on paper if you don't put them in action and work so that i think might help people who are a little bit uh more you know at bay about 
taking risks and kind of building confidence and not thinking they're ready. There, there's never a good time. There, there's truly never a good time. So it's, you know, there might be better times than others, but there, you, you don't, you're not, I'm not a prophet, you know, who can figure that out? I don't know. You just go for it. So it's just, I just know that the mistakes are, are insignificant really to the whole grand scheme of, of it all. Yeah, it's something I certainly struggle with making mistakes. I think growing up, you know, for whatever reason, feeling that need to be perfect at everything, you know, mm-hmm. have the A plus, don't make mistakes, you know, that type A personality. But I think my family listened to a podcast with uh, Sarah Blakely, the Spanx. Yes. And she talked about growing up, how her dad every day asked her and her brother, what did you fail at today? Because if you weren't failing, you weren't trying something new, you weren't truly learning and so I try to remember that yes. <laughs> when I need to put myself out there or I help guide my kids or coaching. Like, I want you to make smart mistakes. Like Smart let's not make- mistakes. I like that term. Yeah. One thing we do at the dinner table at my house with the girls and, and my husband, too, you know, we, it's, we call it peaks and plummets. What was the peak of your day? And what was the plummet of your day? And it could be not doing as good on a test, or I wasn't kind to someone, or I mean, it could be the whole gamut. But Mark and I are very, we don't dumb it down for the girls, you know, I mean, we'll be very much like, oh my gosh, I had an employee quit, or I had somebody, you know, a, a crisis at work or whatever it was. I mean, we, we're very candid and share those things. So they know what's going on in, in our world. And it, it, it really is an awesome dinner conversation just to get into everybody's heads because everybody's so busy so that's what we kind of like to do i love that because let's not just focus on the failures but let's also remember to celebrate wins pause yes and realize that you know you you did something today let's let's uh celebrate Celebrate that go on to the next one but let's also learn from the other things for sure i I think i think that that's a great place to end the conversation, the stories, and the advice. I love that. Peak and plummet. Um, share that with those close to you. Let them in. Talk about it. So to kind of close up, you're now running the business. Yes. Your dad's still involved? He is. He is. He's he's ready every day to so uh, what t- <laughs> you mentioned stainless steel um the manufacturing shaping bending it for different companies so over the next year for the company for you goals companies you want to work with how they find you all of that well sure so um we are in an exciting position with manufacturing um some of the you know call it a positive after coming out of the pandemic and such a lot of companies changed pivoted moved on unfortunately didn't continue to make it um so we have really been in a strong position to pick up new business that we didn't previously have so we are focusing like crazy right now on hiring new young talent that's our you know we are this is like i said we're a new generation so we're looking to bring it on for the next 30 plus years and hopefully my kids want to be you know fifth so uh we're, we're just focusing on growth we're focusing on bringing up some technology advances uh looking at new machines where we can you know speed up efficiencies and things like that so we're we're in growth mode for sure and um we're really excited about the future website usacustomstainless.com you got it 
made in the USA, USA custom made. Oh yeah, all day long. No international uh, supply chain delays on the delivery. That's for sure. There will be no, no. Uh, you know, I'm stuck on the ocean for eight months from us. That's for sure. <laughs> And one last thing uh, before we go, I think we talked a lot about it, but uh, I'm ashamed to say it's taken me decades to realize and think maybe we talked about alignment, that happiness in life and where I felt really successful is when I figured out my core values, who I am, when I'm happy, when I'm just killing it, what those values are and alignment with that. So we talked a lot about different things, about a lot of different things today. When you think about what makes you tick your core values you know how do you live your life what set of values do you live them against what are those good that's a that's a t- big question there here to to wrap out here yeah i mean just you know, truly being um you know I think connecting with people for sure. And just once you connect with people, then it kind of makes you accountable to yourself because you learn what everybody's going through and what they're dealing with. And so it starts to, you know, mirror, you know, one another of just, you know, life and what's happening. But I mean, just staying true to yourself. If it feels good, it usually is. If it doesn't, move on. You know, I mean, I think not sweating the small stuff and just, um, keep moving forward. Just keep always moving forward. And, you know, there's days you feel great and super inspired and tons of energy. Work until you fall that day. I mean, work till you fall. And then there's days where you're zapped or you don't have that same spunk. So, okay, recognize that. And, you know, that's okay. Not every day is going to be your best. So, um, you know, be, be kind to yourself and gentle enough to know, uh, the difference between the two, but I think, just, you know, stay true, keep talking to people, and don't be, uh, you know, don't uh, hide up in a, you know, don't don't hide from anybody and, and all of that. Get out there and see what's going on. Yeah, it sounds like what you said before. Know yourself. You know you. You know what you're good at. So, stay true to yourself. Don't give yourself a hard time. Don't spit the small stuff. Um, and put yourself out there. Put yourself out there for sure because maybe it's a smart mistake if it doesn't work for you. Great way to end. Thanks, Kate, for being here today. Lots of great stories, tidbits, energizing conversation. I knew you would be. Um, so great to have my friend Kate Sanders. Thank with you. Us today. Thank you. This concludes another episode of the She Lift Project podcast. To hear more episodes of the show, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And to learn more about our mission of helping women reach higher levels of success, visit sheliftproject.com and sign up to receive the latest news, ebooks, videos, and more.